everybody, welcome to you at the Watches Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And today we're going to be taking a look at the classic film, Dr. Strange Love, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Um, but before we get into that, uh, we need to address the uh, elephant in the, or no, the, uh, the dragon in the room. Uh, a Marvel movie came out this past weekend. We are not talking about that on the show. Uh, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit. So if you want, but if you want to hear my full review of Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, go check out our, go check it out on our friends' podcast, uh, you, uh, Victims and Villains. I talked about it last night with Josh from Nerf Herders Assemble, and we had a great conversation about the film. Got into, we talked about about it for like an hour and change. So you can go wow. check out our full reveal, review there on their Twitch channel after our show, of course. Um, uh, I just realized it's, I, I don't know which, ca- I have both my webcams on. I don't know which one. It's this one. It's this one. Yeah, you were just <laughs> the right one. You got it. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're good. Um, uh, go check that out on their Twitch channel. It will be on their podcast feed here soon. Um, but overall, spoiler-free review quick. Just wanted to let everyone know, Shang-Chi is amazing. You should go see Uh-oh. it in the theaters as soon as you can. In English, Devin. Um, Mad about it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> It was a great experience uh, just going back to the theaters for a Marvel movie because I didn't make it to the theaters for Black Widow. Um, and it it's very fun. I highly recommend checking out the the Marvel one-shot All Hail the King, which they just put on Disney+. Plus. Uh, just check that out beforehand. It, it, it's a lot of fun. If you like Iron Man 3, it deals with Trevor Slattery and uh, the aftermath of that Mandarin. Um, oh, no way. Yeah. So, okay. um, there are two post credit scenes. I only stayed for one because the internet lied to me. Um, <laughs> but go check that out. Um, Eternals comes out in November. I think we're going to do an episode. We're gonna, I'm going to, if Devin's in a we'll English English speaking country, we're going to be doing an episode <laughs> on that. Uh, I think we're going to do Venom whenever they decide Venom is coming out because they keep changing the release date by the week. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we're going to do that when that comes out. So a little bit of a break from the uh, Marvel movie came out. So we're going to talk about that right away uh, trend because we have a lot of Marvel stuff coming up in the next few months. So, um, but that's what I watched, um, at least part of what I watched. Ryan, what have you watched recently? Well, I uh, I had uh, I was able to get more than three days off this week from work. And so the way my schedule works out, I know some people are like more than three days off. Like, yes. Yes, I get three days off a week, usually. But anyway, I got four days off this week, and I was able to spend some time and look up uh, Pixar's Monsters, Inc. Uh, works? Or Monster, Monsters at Work. Mon- Monsters at Work. I was surprised at, at how much I liked it. Um, they definitely made this for kids, but half of who they made it for were the kids that saw it when it first came out. That's yeah. Cool. So so there is a lot of adult like not like adult humor, but there's enough uh complex storyline to be interesting for adults and not mm-hmm. just funny gimmicks for kids. The one thing I will say that I was kind of like, "Oh, okay, here we go again." Is there's a lot of referencing jokes from the original movie, which is fine. It's just every episode there's, you know, Mike talking about how, "Well, we're going to we're 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 just practicing for a musical to like try to get out of something so i'm like 
Like, there's one episode I saw so far where they did that, but every episode, there's a link to a joke from the movie. Got it. Um, but it's actually a decent storyline, and they introduced uh, some new uh, characters. They introduced a new part of Monsters, Inc., um, and I like it. Uh, the main character's on maintenance duty. And how, how much of the yeah. show have you watched? Are you, have you the first, finished? Uh, the first two to three episodes? Okay. There yeah. is an episode later on in the, in the series. Uh, slight spoilers, but nothing. not getting into the details. There's yeah. a bowling episode. And if you're going to do a bowling episode with in, a, in something with John Goodman oh, no. and a character named Wazowski, they're going to make a reference <laughs> that makes me so happy um yeah henry winkler is fantastic in this show he plays the the boss of the miffed team yeah. it, uh monsters inc uh, facilities team he's like the leader and henry winkler makes everything better um <laughs> but yeah i really enjoy the show i've i've put it on the background while i'm doing other stuff and it's a lot of fun every episode ends with a mike's comedy class which yeah. they Uh-oh. where they break down like different elements of comedy, um, and like I, I like the world needs more Billy Crystal and John Goodman, so yeah, um, yep. Like they're they're, they're 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 a good combination of people to have in a thing. So yeah, and it's just it's better than I thought it was going to be. It's not just one of these you know like Disney Plus kids shows. It's 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 good. I, yeah, I recommend I mean, it for, for anybody who's a fan of the original movie. Like, just watch the first episode. Mm-hmm. If you get hooked by the first episode, you're gonna like the show. And I don't know how much Pixar is involved in this, but I think they are a little bit. But it doesn't say Disney Pixar on it; it just says Disney, which uh, it's confusing to me. So I'm not sure how much Pixar is actually involved in the whole process. Um, Devin's the Disney expert, but he hasn't seen it yet, so I have no idea. Um, I'm just the worst. But yeah, speaking of good comedy duos, I watched a thing too that I uh, didn't tell you guys about. I watched um, uh, Only Murders in the Building, which stars. I was going to ask about it. Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez, because one of those things is not like the other. (laughs) (laughs) I guess they tried to get Chevy Chase for that part, but he. was a dick. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this is about three people who live in this giant apartment building in New York city who all love this one, uh, true, tri- true crime podcast. Um, and when they, like the building has to be evacuated and they're like all in the middle of wa- listening to this podcast at once the episode drops at night and they're like trying to figure out who did it in the podcast and like all meeting in this restaurant and talking about it. Like Steve Martin's got a map of everything that's going on in the podcast <laughs> and they find out somebody died in their building when they were being evacuated. So they decide to all team up and do their own podcast investigating this murder. And it is so much fun. The, the care, the dynamics between Steve Martin and Martin short aren't as on as they, like they're not as heavy as they would be if you saw them on stage, but there's, their characters don't get along and it's like this great fiction friction and back back and forth. And I was very surprised about uh, Selena Gomez's performance in this. She keeps up with them so well. Um, she almost steals the show for me, which is wow. insane. 
Um, there's a new episode out I haven't seen yet, but they dropped the first three episodes last week for their premiere. Um, and I binged them all. Like I was just in, completely invested right, right from the get go. So I, uh, highly recommend only murders in the building on Hulu. That's weird. It's on Disney plus for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Disney it's plus over charming. there is like a whole nother thing. Yeah. It's a whole other, like it's a, a weird streaming service. It's great. <laughs> but no, I was hoping that somebody had seen that because I was really curious about that. Cause I'm very interested. Yeah, I, I I decided to talk about that and not the fact that I've I, I'm almost caught up on Ted Lasso because uh, <laughs> my wife and I have a problem and we binge the whole first season and the second season since last week. Uh, I'm so <laughs> impressed. Good job, man. Um, but yeah, the, I highly recommend that. Um, it also has some cameos from other people that you will know, like Nathan Lane and uh, <gasps> and Sting is in this weird but cool. yeah evident, evidently sting just lives in their building so at one point they're like you think maybe it was sting who murdered this guy um <laughs> and that's I all I'll, like, that's all i'll say about that part but i feel like that's the only reference sting does is just a random like hey look it's sting and it's like hi i'm sting and then they go on the rest of the story. <laughs> I, <laughs> every time i see sting in something that's how it goes yeah fair <laughs> Uh, also, real quick, just wanted to uh, throw Devin on the bus. You didn't get the memo about wearing red shirts. It's a little red right here. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a close. it's a lot of gray. Uh, it's a lot of gray. <laughs> it's a lot of gray. Um, but yeah, so that's what I recommend for this week. Uh, so I think we're going to get into the main uh, topic of conversation today. So, and that is uh, the f- classic. Uh, Kubrick film, Dr. Strangelove, or, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Yes. So, Ryan, take I'm it sorry. away. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, uh, just like Alan said, it's a Stanley Kubrick film. And for people who want to hear us go on a rant about Kubrick, we did uh, The Shining a little bit ago where we deep dived into Kubrick on that one. Um, so probably, I'm, not, I'm probably not going to touch on that a lot on this one. Um, but the movie came out in 1964. If I got that right. Yeah, I did. Um, it stars uh, Peter Sellers, uh, George C. Scott, Starling Hay- uh, Hayden, and a bunch of other actors who were popular in the 50s and uh, who were popular in the 50s and early 60s. Um, it was, And it was also... Uh, James Earl Jones' debut on the silver screen. Amazing. It is. Um, my So t- t- to get into how I was introduced to this film and my history with it, my dad showed me this when I was in high school. And at first I was like, oh, great, he's making me watch another black and white movie. This is going to be amazing. And then right halfway through the secretary scene where she's talking on the phone, I looked back at my dad and said, this was made in 1964. Are you sure this wasn't made like two years ago? Just because of the themes and the humor were very modern. And this gets into a lot of how I like the film. Since then, um, I kind of stole the DVD copy that my parents had of this when Kristen and I moved down to Greencastle. So my mom asks for this back occasionally. And I said, yeah, I'll bring it up when I can. And I always forget it. Good. <laughs> um, 
I used to watch this film a lot, multiple times a year, but it's gotten to the point where I'll watch it whenever like it comes up in conversation. So I've seen it probably four times in the last five years. But prior to those five years, I watched it maybe ten times a year. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, so that's my history with it. That's how it was introduced to me. Um, Alan has kind of seen this before, so I'm going to throw it over to uh, him first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before Devin joined the show, before we did this <laughs> as a weekly stream here on Twitch and Facebook Live, thanks for watching if you are. Um, <laughs> uh, in the dark times before Devin joined the show, because uh, that's what I'm calling them today, uh, Ryan and I did an episode of this, and it was at the, a time where I was working third shift, and uh, something happened to the recording that we lost the whole thing. <laughs> I think we had maybe five minutes that was salvageable. Um, yeah. It's one of the lost episodes of the show that is completely lost. Like we have a we have a lost episode that is just sitting on my computer that I will release someday. Um, and bonus points to anyone in the chat who can guess what the 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 lost episode of what this show is. Um. You you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Steel Magnolias. <laughs> no, that's next week. <laughs> no. Oh, good. <laughs> um, yeah, I watched it for that, and then uh, yeah, so I, I revisited it for this. Um, no, Citizen Kane's out there. We have, we our Citizen Kane episode is still out there. I'll, I'll give you a hint. Yeah. It's from this. It's from this century. Uh, <laughs> And it, it's in like a whole different ball ballpark than Citizen Kane. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> better soundtrack though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll reveal what it is. Maybe we'll release that on our podcast feed here soon, at the end okay. of the episode. I want I want the, I want the chat to keep guessing what our lost episode is. So. Okay. Okay. Uh, so Devin, this is your first time seeing this, right? Yes. Okay, before you get into what you thought, I want to know what your ex- what what your history with running into this film, the title, what you knew about it before. You guys are gonna hate me for this. All right, uh, I have always wanted to watch this movie, but it has been pushed, shoved down my throat by so many people. Who would go, Devin, you have to watch this movie. Have you seen Dr. Strangelove? You need to watch Dr. Strangelove. We're going to stop what we're doing and watch Dr. Strangelove. To the point where I've just been telling people I've seen it already. And I've been doing it for years. I'm hoping that wasn't your cat biting you and that was your reaction to my No, life. no, no. My kitten just <laughs> like a, a, attacked my ankle with its little knives. Adorable. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so... Uh, I've been telling people for years that I've seen this movie. Uh, I haven't seen this movie until today. And when I found out that you guys had done it for the podcast, I actually got really genuinely disappointed because I wanted to do it for the podcast because I knew generally what it was about. I didn't know it was as old as it is, to be fair. (laughs) Watching the movie, and this is real, I thought it came out in the early 2000s, and it was all style choices. So... That's where I'm at with the movie. I didn't know much about it beforehand. I knew that I'd like it. I knew that everyone and their mother says I should see it. And I've been lying to everybody for years about it. Okay. Um, So I feel like this is probably the best way to start this off. I want to dive into 
what you're thinking about now when it comes to the film. Like my real reaction to it? Yeah, yeah. Like your real reaction. Did you have any issues with it? Because I, I, mean, I feel like that's kind of the best. I feel like those are our, 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 uh, our best conversations. <laughs> First off, Ryan, I didn't know you were making me watch a horror film. <laughs> Seriously? Halfway through I went, this is terrifyingly real. Like, I, oh my gosh. So, I mean, overall impressions, I love the movie. I really did. I love it. It was great. It was funny. It was insightful. It was crazy. It was zany. It was not zany. It was, it was everything I wanted it to be all in one which I really, really, really love. Um, but halfway through the movie, I I started thinking like, this could happen. Like these weird disparate policies that people make because they think they're getting safe might realistically lead to something as insane as this. And you know, what if we do just get a crazy general who thinks he knows better than anyone else and just does this because he's smart enough to figure this out? Oh no. And then I got worried for a while. And then I opened up the news and got more worried and closed the news. And then I cried <laughs> for a while. That's what happened watching this film. It was awful. I mean, I loved it. It was awful. Yeah. Um, Alan, what's your reaction to it now that you've seen it? Uh, well, I. so when we watched it the first time, it was 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, ah, simpler times. In the uh, four years since then... Uh, completely different uh i don't know what changed in those four years can't put my finger on it but it's a lot scarier now than uh than it was in 2017 and that's all i have to say about that (laughs) okay okay i got you um so one of the things that i like about this film is that it does this to people that Mm -hmm. it it that it did exactly to you two what it was trying to do um and the dvd copy that i own and i don't know if you guys saw it or not at at the very beginning of the movie there's a warning and it says that the u.s state department has policies and procedures to prevent something like this happening yeah did you guys see uh, on the versions you watched did you see that did you notice that yeah it had that for me okay has the warning yeah yeah okay um Obviously, the U.S. government's not going to come out and say exactly what the procedure is, but you would like to think that if that if somebody could write a book that this movie is loosely based on a book called Red Alert, Dr. Strangelove, um, if somebody could write a book about this type of a situation and then Kubrick of old people comes through and makes a comedy off of this, that you would hope that the people in the Pentagon being who they are would have also thought of this and <laughs> prevented that type of stuff from happening. Um, but no, th- 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 this was definitely a real concern um, from the forties on uh, when it came to, uh, to stuff like this. And I feel like making this a comedy is the best way to go about a topic like this. Cause originally this was supposed to be a serious drama. And Kubrick, during the writing, um, wanted to make this a drama. But then when he was reading the book and writing out what he wanted to change it to be for a film, he couldn't he could he he couldn't take out all of the humor he was running into 
mm. and all of the humoristic themes in it because it it's a comedy of errors like right that's what this is because everything that could go wrong goes wrong mm-hmm. everything from the general locking down the base um to dimitri the russian pre- uh, the russian president being drunk <laughs> during the conversation um so what 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 aspect of, of everything that went wrong during the film is what got you the most for me it was when uh what was his name it wasn't hancock it was uh the the british general the uh i can't remember his name though the um, colonel or whatever yeah the, the, I, the, for, the one at the base exactly first off i love that it was in like the officer exchange program i think that's a hilarious touch good job mm-hmm. but it was when uh like the the soldier finally reached him and he was like what do you think is happening here if i'm his se-, like he's trying to reason with him and he's like look yeah. like, you're trying to talk to this guy he's dead talk to me this is facts this is logic this is reasonable and the guy is like I think it's preverts. I think you're a prevert. And he just like, <laughs> he clearly has his own like set, like agenda or his own like explanation for what this is. And he will not listen to the one person that can literally end all of this to help him. And that actually got me like, it was funny, but also I got really frustrated in a very like visceral way at that general for just assuming that like, he knew better than what he was being presented and would not change his freaking mind. Yeah. That actually really got me. I was mad. <laughs> Way to take both of my answers. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, for, for, for me, it was mostly the, the, the latter, what Devin said. The general just being like, no, I know what's better because they've been poisoning the water hole and... Uh, <laughs> all that stuff, like just buying into the conspiracy theories. Uh, I think he said something about taking horse medicine at one point. Um, <laughs> oh, weird. That came up. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. it's um, uh, just looking at the chat. It's not UHF. We did UHF. That episode is out. It's on UHF our podcast feed. Yeah. I gave, I gave the, I gave the hint. Uh, it features a well-known band from a TV show. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Um, for anyone listening at home. Um, <laughs> but no, not UHF. You, we actually did that episode, and you can see us eat the Twinkie Dog, too. Like, yeah, that's on we our, did that's Twinkie on our, that's, on our, that's, on our, yeah. that's on our Instagram feed. So go follow us on Instagram. So for both of you guys, it was one ripper, the... The one who was the leader of SAC. Well, not the leader of SAC, but who was in command of that one air base. Yeah. It, talking it about was, the fluoridation. Yeah, it was his mindset of, this is what I believe and nothing's going to prove me. Nothing nothing that you can show me is going to prove me, like, going to change my mind because I cannot be, like, I believe what I believe and there's nothing that can change my mind about that. Like, just that mindset baffles me and um yeah and mine was that same theme but played out in the uh the the army guy that came after ripper was dead uh yeah. spoilers sorry it's it, it's okay it, it's, it, from it's, it's, it's from 1964 it's from 1964 yeah um 
so I'm have to change mine too. So, <laughs> um, my my real answer to this is mm -hmm. the conversation that Ripper was having with the British ex 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 uh, exchange student per yeah. se um, about the fluoridation mm -hmm. in the water and the communist plot and you know being able to you know like take away your choice and all this other stuff. That's where I turned to my dad and said. When was this made? Because yeah. even when I was in high school, when I was in middle school, I knew about a lot of conspiracy theories. And one of the big ones, one of the oldest ones, is this one. This is a real conspiracy mm -hmm. theory that is baseline for almost every other conspiracy theory we have in this country. And that's how I judge conspiracy theories, to be to be honest. Um, and I turned to my dad because I didn't realize how old that conspiracy theory was. Mm -hmm. And that's why I turned to my dad and I'm like, is this like an art film? Like, is that why they're doing this? Like, why have I never seen these actors before? And he told me, no, it's from 1964. And that's when my jaw, uh, and, and that's when my jaw dropped. Um, and because I've heard people talk like that before about things. Mm -hmm. And like I said, that's my baseline when it comes to this type of stuff, because all conspiracy theories prior to World War II, um, the scapegoat was a certain group of people mm -hmm. and then after world war ii this the conspiracy theories didn't change the certain type of people changed and it went from one group of people to communists and everything turned into communists like it's communist plot for this that and, and the other thing that mm -hmm. has never changed and so whenever you hear another a a new conspiracy theory and you dig down into it it's always a recycled old conspiracy theory from 20 40 years ago Oh, and that's absolutely true. I, I, I heard that on another podcast I was listening to where they were just talking about conspiracy theories. It's the same one, and it just gets brought up over and over. I mean, the same one that's happening nowadays is the same one that they brought up in, like, ancient Egyptian times about, yeah. like, the pagans or, I mean, I, whatever group they didn't like. Like, they just brought up a group, and they were like, okay, it's this one. And it's like, okay, this is the same thing we've been talking about for millennia now. It's not true. Yeah, and we're still, and like I said, nothing's changed, and we're still suffering from the same issues. Um, they I'm, had horse de dewormer in ancient Egypt. What? <laughs> Excuse me, it was camel dewormer. Okay. Oh, okay. Camel dewormer. That yeah. makes sphinx dewormer. <laughs> <laughs> also, I do want to say with the conspiracy theory, though, I love that yeah. it wasn't explained for a while in the movie, and he's just like the fluids. And like that yeah. was all you got of his like logic, mm -hmm. like the bodily fluids. I was like, and all right. I love Peter Sellers' reaction as the Royal Air Force like yeah. colonel, which is great because he did serve in the Royal Air Force during during World oh, War II. I didn't know that. Uh, so Peter Sellers was in uh, was 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 in the military. Um, mm -hmm. So he might have been playing himself in that role. Who knows? Um, <laughs> so. One of my favorite moments of his is when the general starts talking about his essence and how he denies <laughs> women his essence. And you can tell that's when, like, Peter Sellers' character, like, up until then, he's been nervous, he's scared. But at that moment, you could just see, like, mentally for his character, that's what broke the Campbell's back. That's when he's like, okay, that's it. I don't care if I get shot. This needs to end now. And then everything he does past that is like agreeing with him. He speaks up more because prior to that, he's just like, yeah, 
No, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it gets, it's all like one or two word answers, and yeah. everything completely changes when like that one thing snapped. Now, do you guys know a lot about Peter Sellers or no? I own almost nothing, really. I know Jeffrey Rush played him in an HBO movie. Okay. <laughs> Devin, and you he, and, and I he know. was in the he was in the Pink Panther. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. He was in the Pink Panther. He did play the Pink Panther. Um so now I know more about Peter Sellers than I did before. <laughs> um, he did not play the Pink Panther. He played uh, Cousteau. Wasn't the uh, Pink Panther the diamond? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going Spoilers. off the cartoon. I always thought. I always thought that Cousteau's nickname was 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 the Pink Panther because of the cartoon. Oh, yeah. Uh, that always confused me when I was little. I, I thought his nickname was the Burger. I would like to buy a burger. I love that line. I do that on my own if I'm just sitting around the house, okay, so by the way. I have a confession to make. Yeah. I've never seen the movies. On the list. I've only ever seen the cartoon. On I've the never list. seen any of the Pink Panther movies either, but the, those commercials for the C. Martin ones were just like, the burger! Like, that was the only part that you needed to know. But yeah, it's on the list now. Thanks, guys. And to be honest, I would much rather watch the original ones than the, <laughs> than the new ones. Okay, good. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um when it comes to Peter Sellers, did you guys notice all, all of all of the roles he played? No. Actually, okay. no. So he was the Royal Air Force guy. He's Dr. Okay. Strangelove. He is Dr. Strangelove. Um, I believe he plays the president? I think he does. I, I'm going to put up IMDb to make sure. I, I wanted to... I was going to say that, but I wanted to make sure... Uh, but I, I think you're right. I think he does play the president. They wanted him to. He plays the Mandrake, the British colonel or captain. Mandrake, that was it. He plays the president. He plays the scientist. Um, and they actually wanted him to play Major Kong. Did they? They wanted him to play Kong. Um, but instead they pulled in an actual Western like actor, a guy that did actual like cowboy movies. Little fun fact. Kubrick did not tell him they were making a satire. (laughs) He played that role the way he would play any other role he was in. They told him that he was playing a guy from the Midwest, that he was from like, you know, like... He, he had a cowboy personality. They did not tell him that it was satire, and they just let him believe that he was filming this character the way he normally would. And the funny thing is, he didn't really act. He just... <laughs> that was him on and off the camera. That's him. That's that actor. <laughs> he didn't even know cameras were around. That was just him in yeah. the dressing room. So, getting away from that and back to Peter Sellers... What role of his in this did you like the best? Did you like him as the president? Did you like him as Dr. Strangelove? Or did you like him as Mandrake? I mean, they're three completely different roles because, like, the president is, like, the straight man to the general's, like, uh, excuses. And it's, like, a very back and forth. uh, I I like his tone there. Uh, Dr. Strangelove is, like, super over the top with his physical (laughs) comedy. And then Mandrake is also kind of like the president, but like um, instead of just sitting at a table, he's like trying to fix this as m- much as he can. So it's a lot more chaotic without the the physical com- comedy of the phantom hand. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you would rate them all pretty much equal and how you like them? Uh, yeah, I would. Okay. Devin? I, you know, I'm going to be honest, I didn't know they were all him until just <laughs> now. I only but now that you him. know. Now that I know, it's hands down for me the president. I love the nuance in that, specifically when he's talking to the Russian president, because you get all of the Russian president's personality just through that, like those phone call interactions. Yeah, which is like, great because you never hear the Russian president, which is no. amazing. But you, you you get it. You get how he is. You get their interaction. You get their relationship just through the way that he's like he gives his lines. Yeah. And I mean, even the written lines themselves are wonderful. Like, I think the first one's great. Yeah, it's a great day. No, it's great that it's a great day. I agree that it's great. No, I, I promise I will call you sometimes. Like, <laughs> Not about on. this, Dimitri. Not about right. no, I, I love it. Like, that's so good. I wasn't even considering the, the conversations on the phone with uh, the president. Like, that's a whole nother beast, too. Like, that's. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, um, maybe that. I think that I do like him as the president. Because I wasn't sure if it was him the whole time, because I, mm. I don't remember the lost episode because it lo- got lost from my computer and lost from my mind. I'm pretty sure Devin traveled through time, deleted the episode, and like did that <laughs> Men in Black uh, neuralizer to me. Because I was mad you guys watched it without me. Yeah. That's why. Well, I mean, to be honest, I came over that morning after Alan got off of his third shift, and we oh, watched wow. this. I like this movie. I love this movie. This is not a movie to watch when you're tired. Because it will put you to sleep. And Alan did kind of nod off a few times. When we the I do that with um, every film you pick. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. That would explain some of your takes. Anyway. Yeah, I, fall, I fall asleep to all of your movies. Both of you. So. Um, it's because I start watching them at 3 a.m. What do I expect? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so uh, there's that. But, um. But yeah, no, the, the his 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 role president's great. Alan, I'm going to assume you meant like him going back and forth with uh, was it Buck or the uh, yeah, that's what I general. meant at first. But yeah. also just him on the phone with Dimitri, like just yeah. holding that whole end of the conversation because you're hearing one end of a phone conversation that, yeah. that can get pretty boring if it's not done right. But I think it's done right with with him in this because. It, you're still invested in the whole thing. It's not just like the way he conveys what's going on on the other end. It's very straightforward. Um, and it, it keeps you, keeps your attention very well. So, yeah. Okay. Um, mine has always been his character is Dr. Strangelove. Yeah. And the reason being is that I always thought, being in elementary school and middle school and in like the mid to late nineties, I always thought that finding out that the U S government constricted Nazi scientists into the government to work for like NASA, like NASA got off the ground because of German scientists that they made U S citizens from world war two. Um, I always thought that that was like a more commonly known thing like in the 90s people started realizing oh our government did this and then this movie kind of opened up my 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 eyes and like no even in the 50s people knew that nazi scientists were working for the u.s government this was a common joke people would pull Mm -hmm. and 
with and with how unabashed the jokes were in this about that kind of drives that home um and i'm not even talking about him flipping out and doing the nazi salute towards the end when he's getting super excited with his phantom hand um just the way that he was talking about stuff the smoking his hair um because they did a good job with can't you know with with makeup in this for him Mm. um yeah. Real quick, so, I just looking yeah. at the IMDb, uh there's a Peter Sellers was paid one million dollars, which was fifty five percent of the film's budget. Stanley Kubrick famously quipped, I got three for the price of six. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly it was worth it though. Because of him, yeah. this, I mean I mean he made this movie. Like he mm-hmm. made this movie. And that and this is one of the times you can say that the studio did the made made the right call because the studio wanted him to play multiple roles it wasn't kubrick's idea oh wow so this is one of the one times that i think the studio actually made the right decision (laughs) um so devin you said before that the movie felt more modern and you felt and you felt like that was because of how it was done Mm -hmm. can you elaborate on that a little bit yeah so a lot of the I think a lot of the design elements really made it feel like it was a more modern movie that was shot almost as a period piece. Like the text crawl in the beginning, or at least the, you know, the way that the the title cards came up felt like a very deliberate modern choice to look a certain way. The way that the war room looked felt like it was an overblown idea of what a war room would have looked like in the sixties or fifties. The way that, you know, people acted like, I mean, I understand that he, that the general uh, eventually explained this, but when he was like, I'll take a grain alcohol and some rainwater. Like, I was like, oh, he's a man. <laughs> like, like in the, you know, in the same way that like men were real men back then. You know what I mean? Like, I, it, it seemed, you know, there were a lot of very kind of modern, like stylistic choices and modern theming. And I think the only time it really showed its age, at least for me, was when it was doing the shots of the plane flying. But then... Yeah. I, I even like just chalked that up. I was like, yeah, that's a style choice. That's how things would have been shot back then. Why would you not film the plane like that? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's definitely, yeah. Uh, th- th- that This movie is not shot like anything else I've ever seen from the early mm-hmm. 60s. Um, particularly the war room, which is what you, you, you know, touched on. Because on one side of the room, there's like 15 giant screens. Mm-hmm. But the other side of the room is literally a concrete wall with pillbox slits yeah. in it. So it makes it look like it's part of a fortress, not something that's underground at the Pentagon. Right. Um, but but then also my favorite line comes in there, which is, gentlemen, there's no fighting in here. It's the war room. There's no fighting <laughs> in the war room. <laughs> Did you guys have any other lines that you really liked from this? Like, and, you know, and maybe if it's your first viewing, I mean, it's mine, but I, there was a couple that I just, I guess, really clung on to. Uh, but I, is there any, like, in particular that you guys were like, yeah, that's, that's either fun, that's poignant, that's, you know, exciting, this is what I'm taking away from this movie? Not that I can think uh, of off the top of my head. Let me look. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, yeah, go ahead. Mine isn't really one line. It's everything that has to do with the with one of the characters and okay. that's i buck i think that's his name the one that was with the secretary at the beginning oh yeah yeah him 
everything he says is and this is gonna sound bad but i don't really care that his character is the stereotypical view that i have of most self-proclaimed patriots in this country like whenever i see somebody who's like super patriotic for no apparent reason Mm -hmm. that's him to me (laughs) because everything he says is about the american way always you know always trying to one up the russians because he talks about the missile gap which is a Mm -hmm. which is something the media in the 60s and 50s really talked about the u.s and russian missile gap and and how we can't have a a a a troop gap a right battleship gap between us and the russians or else it'll give them the edge and he starts talking about a mine shaft gap and and, you know and like that and he just plays into that stereotype so well that to me like that's all i see when he's talking about you know like good christian americans i'm like yeah there it is that's never changed um so everything that has to do with him, especially that secretary scene at the beginning, is something that you wouldn't necessarily think you'd see in a 60s. I mean, there's no nudity in this, but like that's very upfront for uh, yep. a, a released movie in the 60s, and especially in the early 60s. Oh, absolutely. I think that's partly why I thought it was it's such a later movie, because a scene like that seems like something that would come out now. Yeah, because she's just, you know, in her bathing suit or underwear, just taking a phone call. Yep. <laughs> I, have, I have my answer. Uh, what is it's, it? It's uh, when Mandrake needs the, the change for the, the payphone. <laughs> and uh, the uh, Colonel Guano, which uh, is a yeah. shitty name. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get you your money, but if you don't get the president on the phone, you know what's going to happen to you. What? You're going to have to answer to the Coca-Cola com- company. <laughs> that was my that favorite is, line. Yeah. yeah. And that's another thing that they have in this movie where th- th- they talk about how you've got all of this talk in the war room about American duty and protecting the American government and all this other stuff. But then you've got like you've got the separation between the powers that be and the average person. And the way that I see this is that everybody who ends up in the war room is the powers that be who are unconnected from the average American citizen and what our problems are. Mm-hmm. And then you have Mandrake, Guano, and the General. Mm-hmm. And those are the people who are living in this chaos that the people with the powers that be don't really understand. And the craziness that can happen, where you've got the one who's sensible, who understands how complicated things are, and just you know lives their life the best that they can. And then you've got the other two people that the one dives into conspiracy theories because to them it makes sense yeah. because of the craziness. And then you have the other person who just really sticks to one set of rules and that's how things go. And I feel that that kind of shows our like dependence on like capitalistic tendencies to a point, which isn't bad, but it's one of those things where it's like, you just got through fighting your own forces to get somebody on the phone and you're going to lecture someone about theft of maybe a dollar a coca-cola right over a coca-cola machine like that to me just again another american stereotype that i just can't help but see everywhere every day (laughs) yeah that's fair 
my favorite line in the movie was when Peter Seller, when he's, um, I can't remember the name, when he's the British soldier, uh, he, the guy tells him to like, hey, come help me with this machine gun. And I think the line's like, the string in my leg's gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I literally stopped and reround that part. I was like, string in his leg? And then I was like, is that is it British slang? Did I miss that part? I just, I don't know. I don't know why I like latched onto that. I like that one. And I also liked when the general, which I just found out the general's name is Jack D. Ripper. Didn't know that. Dang mm-hmm. it. Um, but when the general was very clearly going to the bathroom to uh, not do anything nice, uh, but he's just rationalizing everything that he's doing. Like he's like, oh yeah, you gotta grab a towel. Yeah, it'll be nice to warm up. Oh yeah, put some put some water on your neck. I'm like, no, he's doing bad things. Please catch on to this. Like, yeah, stop and, and it was good. And and that's what I meant before about you've got these three people who embody like three different stereotypes of just your average person, and that embodies that character perfectly where it's just the person that just wants to go about their life hears horrible things and just goes it's a complicated system there's people in charge to make sure that things don't go too out of hand i'm just going to go about my life like that's mandrake's character yeah because he truly sees the best in what's going on and just doesn't want to think that oh my god the person running this base is is a complete psychopath (laughs) (laughs) um so one of the one of two of the one of the two of the last things I wanted to talk about that I found out when I was quickly researching this, mm-hmm. um, the guy that uh, the guy that plays uh, yeah Buck General yeah. Buck uh, Turgenson that's the character that keep that I mentioned about that I talked about before yeah that that uh, that actor George C Scott mm-hmm. didn't want to play the role as big as Kubrick wanted him to. So Kubrick lied to him like Kubrick does. <laughs> um, he, uh, he wasn't getting what he wanted out of the guy because he knew that he could get the acting he needed out mm-hmm. of, uh, C Scott, but he, but C Scott was too, like, I guess, self-conscious about playing the role that big. So he was just having, practice takes or fun takes to like try different things and he told him that they wouldn't use the footage in the final cut and they did (laughs) so all of the like overzealous conversations he had the like real uh the you know like like the real obnoxious chewing gum parts and like him standing up on the chair with his leg up like he he didn't want to actually play the role like that. He wanted to be more subdued. And Kubrick was like, "Yeah, no, no. Let's let's just do it for fun. Let's just do it for fun. Roll the camera. Don't tell him." Like, roll the camera. <laughs> I love for a second there. Ryan slipped into an Owen Wilson impression. No, no, yeah, go ahead. And like, <laughs> wow. So hold on, was he mad about that at all? Like, did he like go to sue Kubrick, or was he just like, "Nah, I guess that's how I should have been." Yeah, yeah, no, that's he was fine with it. Like he that's was, cool. yeah. I mean, at the time with 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 who Kubrick was at the time, this was before a lot of people kind of knew who he actually was. Sure. So, you know, um, and then the last thing, uh-huh. the way this movie ended. What did? How did you guys think about the ending of this film? 
you Devin, you go first. You go first. Okay. I've been thinking about the ending of this film a lot lately, or just since I watched it, obviously. I love it because I love how I think the second to last shot. Oh my gosh. I, I love it. Okay. So I love that the guy rides down on the bomb. I know it's the famous scene from this. It's one everybody knows, but I like what it means for his character because yeah, I get to sacrifice for my country. It's what I, you know what I mean? I love what that means for his character, what it means for the story. I love that in the war room, they are no longer talking about stopping the threat but now they're talking about the theoretical future where we all live in mines and there could be a mine gap and how are we going to evenly distribute our women? They're not even talking about the current threat. And then you have the amazing end montage, which just, oh, just counterpoints it all. I mean, what a way to end a movie, really. Mm -hmm. Like, holy cow, I loved everything about it. Like every character's arc gets wrapped up in probably the best way. I don't know that I remember Mandrake's ending um aside it from ends my... at the phone call okay yeah. good okay that's where i thought it yeah. ended then i mean it, it was perfect for me like yeah i loved it i i have an idea for a sequel <laughs> what <laughs> it, it's a hundred years later so like 20 years from now can... <laughs> gross uh, ouch like, like 30 years from now you do a sequel to this uh, and it's just like everyone coming out of the cave, like out of the mines, like what what the w- world looks like after that, and then uh, it all happens again, like something. Like <laughs> we're just like doomed that. to not be a space traveling species. We're just mm-hmm. we're just not meant to be that. No. <laughs> um, so there was an alternate ending to this um, that had to be cut because they had to cut a line because of the Kennedy assassination. The Kennedy assassination changed this film. Oh, wow. It was supposed to end with a pie fight in the war room. A food fight. A food fight. It was supposed to end with a food fight in the war room, and there was a line given. Um... What comes next is a rally cry by Buck. Gentlemen, our beloved president has been in famously struck down by a pie in the prime of his life. Are we going to let that happen? Massive retaliation. All right. Because because of that line, because of the and because of the Kennedy assassination, that scene was cut. And that's what they did instead was what they eventually did with, with just the nuclear bombs going off. I'm going to be honest. I think if they ended it in a pie fight, I think it would have taken it from its level of silly but not entirely unreasonable to almost Monty Python level for me. <laughs> yeah, and it would yeah. it would have been a ste- it would have been a step too far for me unless unless you know I just am picturing it like I'm literally picturing like yakety sacks playing while they're like throwing pies at each other in the war room. Yeah, and that's where and. It was our beloved president part of the line, which which Mm -hmm. is what they, why they had to cut the entire thing. Now, it still would have had the atom bomb explosions at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, They still would have had the conversation about the mines and the mine gap. They just, they cut that entire pie fight scene. I'm okay with it, I think. Would would you have missed the pie fight, Alan? Uh, No, I I agree with you. It would have totally changed the, the whole tone of the film. Yeah. Especially that end. Oh mm-hmm. man, way to end a movie. Yeah. So, 
that, and the last thing I want to end this on, if, 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 if you guys don't have anything else, is now that you've seen this, what is, if, if you can remember, if not, that's okay, because I didn't ask you this prior, so I'm just kind of springing it on you. Mm. Um, now that you've seen the film, thinking about through pop culture references to this movie, what is your favorite or one that comes to mind right now mm-hmm. of um, a reference? I'm going to take the easy route and just say The Simpsons because I know they've done it. I just can't think of an example off the top of my head. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you guys do your thing. I will give mm-hmm. you mine. Thank okay. You some time. Um, in the second Mummy movie with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Love um, this when they're going through the forest to get to the pyramid and they get attacked by the the mini skeleton zombie things uh-huh and they get bum rushed by them uh-huh. um brendan fraser throws a tnt stick back the one catches it and they go to parade down over the log over the like cavern and yeah. it explodes one of the skeletons grabs half of the log and does the writing the bomb down <laughs> I one of the animate, that. yeah. One of the animators put one, one of the skeletons, and they did the exact thing that Captain Kong did on the bomb all the way down. That's my favorite reference to this movie in pop in like popular culture. That is actually a really, really, really good reference for it, though. I mean, I just love <laughs> that you can bring up Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the thing is, it, it was the second one, so to me, that makes it even better. Right, like they saved it until like two movies in. They're like, okay, now mm-hmm. we're doing the reference. Yeah, man, I, I can't think of uh, one directly, but like, I know they've done that. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna come out with mine, uh, and and it's gonna be a weird one, but um, there's a series of video games I really like called Borderlands. Okay, uh, and one of the characters literally rides a bomb, like in Doctor Strange Love. Actually, not only does he do that, an entire planet <laughs> full of enemies ride bombs that blow you up. <laughs> And I love it. I love it. I think it's so funny and so stupid. And it's, yeah, I'm not mad about it. Okay. I'm laughing at the chat. Uh, Ryan just got called out. Meme Lord just snuck in a memory mummy meme in the verbal format. Bravo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have mine. I have the specifics of my Simpsons one now. Season five, episode 11, Homer the Vigilante. Homer rides the bomb in a daydream sequence because they're like buying all these weapons. And the the, the, the one armed guy who's like the arms dealer of Springfield, whose name oh, yeah. I don't know, he has a bomb. And like he Homer's like riding the bomb, doing the whole thing, th- whole scene. And he's like, uh, don't ride the bomb. And there's a sign that says, please do not ride the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. So I mean, I, I I I was expecting it to all be the same thing, because uh, mm-hmm. there really isn't anything else in this film that could be easily referenced to, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, but to wrap this all up, this movie means a lot to me about this this movie and the original the the, the day the Earth stood still molded me when it came to geopolitics u.s politics those two these two movies this and the original today the earth would the original day the earth stood still Mm -hmm. did a lot when i was in high school to like form my opinions on things and help me think about things and so this film means a lot um and it's still 
I still reference it a lot in, in my head when it comes to listening to, to, to uh, when it comes to listening to, to, to the news, reading mm-hmm. stuff online. Lessons I learned from this film help me filter things out when I'm reading stuff online to just automatically plant a BS flag on it and move on. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this movie should be watched by high schoolers. I really do. I really feel that the themes in this movie, the lessons that can be learned from it should be shown in any high school film class. And if, and if not high school film class, a more specified, uh, like history, U S history class, I feel like that it should be shown in because there's a lot of lessons in it. Um, but other than that, that's all I have for it when it comes to our show. Oh, I, someone watched it in their high school. That's good. What? I had I had a joke I wanted to make at the beginning of the episode that I, I forgot to make. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Strangelove, the movie that we're talking about today, and also a, an alternate title for last week's episode of Marvel's What If. <laughs> I oh, really God. Like that. that hurts. Yeah. That's one of my favorite episodes so far. I, I really enjoyed it. It was, yeah. it was a very good take on the um, time loop type thing. And like, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm excited for this week's episode. I don't know if you saw what it is yet. Uh, is it the zombie to... one? It's the zombie one. Oh, yes, finally, yeah. finally. Oh, that 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 makes me happy. But this last episode, like, whenever I get into a character, like, I like Doctor Strange, and mm-hmm. when they hinted at the fact that he could have had like a like a relationship i want him Mm -hmm. to be happy so i was kind of like man i would have really liked it if he would have been able to have some type of real you know you know it's like it's better to have loved than lost than to have ever loved at all like Mm -hmm. that whole thing like that's what i wanted for him but it was a tragedy no matter what and i literally almost cried at the end of it oh like for me it wasn't the whole time loop thing it was the fact that like yeah i get that I totally get what he was trying to do. I yeah. don't have any ill will to his evil twin at all. Yeah, and no matter what, like, yeah, it it's a it's a great episode. I'm really enjoying the show. Mm. Um, I can't wait until tomorrow's episode. Wow. Well, it's tomorrow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I keep thinking today's Monday, but I'm like Labor Day just threw everything off for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, today's Tuesday, so. A week from now, we'll be doing another show, which will be Devin's pick. Devin, what are you going to have us watch? So uh, this ties into my Portal speedrun. That you did once. That I did once, but I've been doing in the background to practice. Uh, I'm going to give myself a little bit longer to do it. It's not going to end with next week's episode because I've only streamed it officially once. I'm officially down to under an hour for the whole speedrun. I've learned some cool tricks. I can't freaking wait to show you guys on stream. It's going to be awesome. But uh, to tie into it, I said that there was going to be a movie that ties directly into Portal 1 or 2. This one ties into Portal 2. Alan, unfortunately, you guessed it already, but I was a jerk and told you you didn't. Uh, It's going to be the connection of J.K. Simmons, who is the absolute star of Portal 2, in my opinion. Uh, It's going to be Whiplash from 2014, if for no other reason, because I want to talk about the ending with you guys. Dang it. We mentioned okay. it. I mentioned it in our summer episode. I want to get your guys' read on it. Can't wait to talk about it. Okay. So next week we'll be uh, talking about Whiplash, mm-hmm. uh, the Damien Chazelle film. Um, so tune in for that. Devin, are you, when are you going to be streaming Portal for people to, to watch? Friday. Friday? 
All right. Yep, it's going to be Friday. Are you going to stream Sunday for the Fortnite event? There's a Fortnite event. There's a for- the end of the season Fortnite event. You you spent so much time going for Rick and Morty. Like I feel like you need to. I feel like you need to attend the the event on Sunday. I think I need to. Yeah. Well, shoot, I might do that. I I won't be able to make it. I'll be going to no. see. I'll be going to see um, Labyrinth on the big screen on Sunday. That's so, kind of cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With, with friend of the show Chad <gasps> and my friend wife. Of the show, Chad. It's not just me and Chad going to to the movies together. <laughs> David Bowie's. Um costume is going to be huge on yeah the big screen. can't wait to see that on the big screen <laughs> i'm just glad it's not 3d i'd poke my eye out uh especially uh, during labyrinth, those by the way you've never seen what? labyrinth oh never i that That's might be, gotta be soon that might be my next pick then because it's for the 35th anniversary that week it's yeah. not old yeah, yeah. Wow. well maybe dance, magic dance well we dance, already we already messed dance. everything up with the schedule do you want to do that next week instead of whiplash yeah, can we do that? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, Let's do it. Why yeah. not? There yeah, are no so, rules. Yeah, no whiplash next week. Gives Evan more time to do the portal thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll do Labyrinth next week because that way I don't have to watch a movie again. Like I, <laughs> I just get to see it on the big screen and. Yeah. So <laughs> in honor of the thirty fifth anniversary of Labyrinth, we'll be doing Labyrinth. Um, cool. Ryan, if you need to borrow it, I have it on DVD, DVD, Blu Ray, and like. My wife has multiple copies of it. It's a problem. We're um, good on it too, to be okay. honest. So, I mean, I was actually going to ask you if you needed to borrow it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to see it on the big screen. So, oh, true. That's um, right. Devin, but you're welcome you're to join schooled. us Sunday. Devin, so. I hope I don't hate this movie. <laughs> oh, you, you better not. You better yeah. not. <laughs> No pressure. Got it. <laughs> no, okay, so next week we'll be doing Labyrinth. Uh, make sure to hit that follow button here on Twitch. You can also like us on Facebook where we also stream our episodes. You can follow us on Instagram for a lot of fun memes. And Labyrinth is on Netflix. Thank you, chat, for letting us know that. Friend of the show, Mike's dropping in there. Um, Thanks. So we do it. we'll be doing Labyrinth next week. Um, you can listen to our podcast and all major podcasting platforms. Um, we will be... We might be dropping. Should I drop the last episode if I can get it together? I think you should. Okay. Yeah. The yeah, last episode so. is the Lonely Island film, Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping, uh, which I've wanted to go back and revisit this week. So I might just go back and revisit that episode and see if it see if it's salvageable if I can save it uh, and get yeah. it out there to you guys. So make sure you follow us on all major podcasting platforms, wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple podcast, uh, Amazon music, or everywhere you can find a podcast. Um, and until next time uh, for you have to watch this podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And uh, we'll meet again. Don't know where, don't know when. I know we'll meet again some sunny day. <laughs> see you next week. That's when that's when we'll see you. Tuesday. Yeah. 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 Tuesday. <laughs> we know. Yeah, we know. All right, bye. <laughs>